Film Pulse is supported by the kind donations from listeners like you. Please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash filmpulse for just $1 a month and help keep the podcast on the air. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gun balls in the lobby yard. Watching the Grubbian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 250. My name is Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How are you, Kevin? Pretty good. Got that dog bark. Wouldn't be, it no. wouldn't be a podcast without your dog barking this in the is, background. This is what I bring to the table. You know try as Try as I might to edit it out, it always manages to get in there. Let's keep you on your toes. Test yeah. your skills. Uh-huh. What, what no one understands is... It's towards the exact second they started. Yeah, so we we were we were hanging out a little bit before we started recording. No dog bark. Then as soon as we get ready to start recording, dog bark. <laughs> Correct. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Pretty good. All right, nice. So this is episode number two hundred and fifty. Can you believe that we've done two hundred and fifty of these things? Um. Yes and no. Can you believe Ryan voluntarily watched 250 of these things? We don't know this because a lot of times we don't watch the movie. So we just, That's true. Kinda, we just kind of go, we're just like, yeah, we'll believe everything he says. Like, I have a feeling that like 140 of these, he just completely made up. No. <laughs> he just pulled up, they're read they're the Wikipedia. Out of 250. There may have been one that I watched half of and turned off. Damn, secrets. This turned into a secrets episode. Tell us more. I was telling you I watched what you asked me. (laughs) (laughs) So I I did a little research because we've talked about this a couple times on the show. Like doing 250 of these, it we forget how many movies he gives you know, one star two and all of that. So I decided to sit down and look through the catalog and see which ones were his highest, which ones were his lowest. And I can well, just figured I'd go over a couple of these uh, since, since it's sort of a milestone episode, the lowest rated movies you have. Do you, do you know what they were by any chance? Uh, count one. Nope. Uh, um. <laughs> Uh, Android come. Nope. All right, no, I'm not. <laughs> so you gave two zero out of ten scores, and those went to Almighty Thor, uh, was the Asylum one with the with Thor with the Uzis, and then you also gave a zero out of ten to Sallow. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because that is degrading and disgusting, man. Degrading and disgusting. Sounds about right. Android Cop, you gave a 2 out of 10. Really? Just for, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You you gave out 11 half-star ratings. So those went to Gem and the Holograms, Batman and Robin, the Star Wars Holiday Special... The 1994 version of Fantastic Four, Food Fight, Disaster Movie, The Country Bears, 
zombie ass toilet of the dead, Hansel and Gretel, Catwoman, and Beware Children at Play. Some of these I don't remember until you say the names of them, and then I instantly remember. <laughs> it comes rushing back, the flashbacks. <laughs> On the high end, which are not, they're, they're not very many. You get the highest movie you've scored, which was an eight out of ten. That was the highest. Was wrong, the Quentin okay. Dupio movie. Nice, I'll take that. And the second highest movie you rated was a seven point five, and that was Clown. But the, the, Danish, the, not, the yeah, not the one you watched last week. Okay, because I was about to say I remember, I remember that episode very differently. <laughs> yeah, Cloven. Clown with the K. There you go. Yeah. So there you have it. Those those were the highs and lows. Let's see what uh, this week's movie, where it fares. Uh, what movie did you watch this week? The Paul Bear. The Paul Bear. This is from 1996. Picked this in honor of War for the Planet of the Apes coming out. Same director, Matt Reeves. I have a synopsis here. A young man's life is thrown into a loop when he is asked to be a Paul Bear for the funeral of a classmate he doesn't remember and his old high school crush temporarily returns to town. The stars David Schwimmer and Gwyneth Paltrow. Michael Rappaport's in there. Tony Collette is in there as well. Ryan, tell us a little bit about the Paul Bearer. Well, uh, David Schwimmer is the the guy who is the quote-unquote best friend. Oh, my God, they killed himself. And by the way... He killed himself in a car. I'll come back later on. His, this guy's mom asked him, since he was the best friend, to speak at the funeral. And he decides to write a eulogy, but he's like, I don't know who the hell this guy is. So they try to make it funny, but when they actually read the eulogy, the only people that are laughing are a couple of his friends, Michael Rathbord and his wife, and another guy and his wife. And the the rest of the funeral procession is pretty outraged. And then as he's being a pallbearer, and they're leaving the funeral with the gasket, they're coming to the steps, and he sees his high school crush. And he's like, go oh, hey, we should go out sometime and just take to the casket and runs up to her with five other guys and just starts talking to her like nothing's happening. So everyone else gets real offended. And this guy's mom finally gets pissed off enough. We said she says, Alright, you're out, but you were in his will also. And it turns out in his will he left his car to his best friend, the same car in which he killed himself in. So this when we get to this car and I guess that's supposed to be like a comedic point because throughout the movie, all I know is talking about 
how much of a piece of shit it is and how much money you put into it and how you should never the first place well so after he gets the square picked up he continues talking to Gladys Bosra and eventually he starts dating her but what she doesn't know is that while he's dating her uh this kid that killed himself, his mom is all distraught, and David Schwimmer is there for her, and it's a banger, and throughout a good part of the movie, they're hooking up on the side, until Michael Ralph flips out on him, and says, you shouldn't be dating somebody's mom, they went to high school and died, but he continues it and it's awkward. And after a while, Gwyneth Paltrow invites him out to her birthday dinner with his parents. And at this dinner, he, you know, tries to make small talk and eventually. Her dad's like, he just looks at him. He's like, why is she dogging? My daughter ran out of her wedding. I haven't seen her for a couple months. And she invites me out to dinner. And this weird guy with her. And at this point, as soon as this happens, the, the mom walks in also into the restaurant they're in. Because she's sort of stalking David Schwimmer. And he tried to break up with her by mailing her the charm bracelet that he found the first in this car. And he just wants it to be a clean break. But obviously that doesn't happen. And she comes into the restaurant and she's like, What's happening? Why did you bring me this poem? Waste having sex with me, blah, 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 trying to make him feel bad. And eventually, Gwyneth Paltrow stores at a restaurant because she has a plan to go out and be on her own and live her own life and not depend on anyone for a year. So she views this as a good point to make that happen. So they all leave this restaurant and this where he goes home. Oh yeah, by the way, throughout the movie he lives with his mom. And finally, towards the end of the movie, he decides to move out and when he realized that Glassmouth was angry at him, he goes there with a present, and she th- it's a little jewelry box, and she thinks it's a ring, and he's trying to, like, you know, tire it out or whatever, and it turns out to be the case of this goddamn car. This other dude killed himself in. And then you find out that there is a guy 
that also went to high school with them. But the exact same name as this worst And he this woman brings him to meet this guy's mom. And eventually she realizes what's happening. And they'll part ways and everyone listen to Oh my god, I have so many questions. I've never thought, you know, when you announced that he watched the Paul Bearer and he started his spiel, I never once thought that this is going to be the most confusing movie he's ever watched. <laughs> but at the end of it, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't understand what this movie is. I don't know what it's about. Basically, <laughs> basically I'm mistaken. Identity. Okay. All right. First question, he decided to be the pallbearer as a goof? Was that was that what it was? He was just like not Because like why wouldn't he just be like that's not I didn't know him. That's not me. He felt I don't know. He felt uncomfortable with that, but he tried to he even went to Michael Rafford's house. And they sat down and tried to write a eulogy. It was funny. But why? So it's like, okay, he's like, I don't know this guy. They want me to be in the funeral and read a eulogy. Okay, well, I'll just do it as a goof and write a silly eulogy just to just to be a jackass. I mean, it just seems like such a dick move. And then what you said about how he sees a girl he likes and he runs over carrying the casket. Like, that's even... Yeah. A bigger dick move. Oh, yeah. I, I guess it's supposed to be funny, but I wasn't much to do this shit. And then he he starts dating what what from what you're telling me is like the girl of his dreams, and then starts oh, cheating on her with the dead guy's it, mom. It is, <laughs> that's in reverse. Oh, okay. So he's all right. So he started with it's, it's still bad. It's, it's still bad, but not ba- as bad. He's banging the mom, and then he starts dating one of them. So is the mom more of just like a holdover until he can secure? I <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's what I thought, but apparently Jesus. the mom has totally different. Feeling the whole situation. David Schwimmer sounds like an absolute monster. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it sounds like he is established early and very quickly as being just a complete piece of shit, just perhaps one of the worst people, and then just continually gets worse. And and then they so they give him the car, and then he gives it away at the end to one. Like, if this car is such a piece of shit and somebody killed themselves in it, why would you give that to... He, he got me over and over throughout the movie. They say, he says he got a new corporate. I don't know if that's really funny or what. Everybody knows. But then he... Yeah, exactly. Everybody and knows. Then, Carburetors are fucking hilarious. They are the pinnacle of hey, automobile comedy. He gives the car to Gwyneth Paltrow for a little words rip, and he's like, there's a brand new carburetor on it. This so, guy, I don't know, totally killed himself in it, but, how you did know. He, how did he kill himself in it? 
I don't tell the God. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I just they don't like you. I show. So okay, in the garage. So that means they have this car reupholstered, or does it still have <laughs> the death stains? The stuff I, that stains I, I don't know. Because I would think at that point, like the the amount of money that you're gonna have to spend on reupholstering that car, yeah, you're just have to get rid of it. And it's a fucking gremlin. It's oh a, my it's god! Gr- yeah, come on, that car's total. <laughs> Plus, yeah, the carburetor the issue. Carburetor issue. Like, yeah. That car is like 10 years ago. <laughs> Come on, man. It's ridiculous. So then he finds out that they there's another person that they went to school with that has his same name. Wouldn't you immediately be like, oh, he probably means the uh, other one? Especially when your name's Tom Thompson. That's kind of what I thought. (laughs) But then I guess that would negate the whole... But come on, I mean... That's no excuse. That's just poor writing. If you went to school with a guy named Ryan Ryanson, (laughs) you would remember that shit. And when especially and if someone and called you, and your name was Ryan Ryanson, also, yeah. and someone called you. Well, not, not only that, but there were two of them in the same class, right? Like, yeah, and they I called mean, you up, and they're like, "We need you to be a pallbearer. We need you to do eulogy." He was your best friend, and you would be like, "Don't you think that immediately, or at some point in time, at least when you go over to your buddy's house to write this?" fucking silly eulogy he'd be like hey you remember that that we also went to school with the kid that had the your same exact name and how we always talked about it like maybe they're talking about that one and exactly not yeah that's kind of what i thought dude. unbelievable what did you think of this movie crap <laughs> <laughs> oh all right crap huh that was me trying to breathe in and out at the same time. <laughs> breathe in and out at the same time? Yes. <laughs> it hurts. Oh, God. Okay. How was uh, Schwimmer? Uh, you know, in Friends, I like him and everything else I've ever seen him, and I don't like him. Hmm. Like Schwimmer? I'm not a not a big fan of Schwimmer. I I kind of liked him in American Crime Story as Robert Kardashian. Since I heard good things about. Yeah, he did a pretty good job in that. Actually, I didn't stick with the show to the end, but I, I liked his performance. And there was another one. He did that HBO series. Um, shit, what was it? The it was the World War II series, Band of Brothers. <clears throat> He was good in that. I liked him in that. But I can't say as I've seen too much of his stuff post-Friends. I'm, you have me watch one or two other dumb David Twinners. But I can't remember what they were also, man. Kissing a Fool? I think we had you watch that one. Yeah, yeah. That was the one with him and Jason Lee? No, it's a... Uh, yeah, I remember. I think you did watch Kissing a Fool. And after people, apparently he was in after people. Oh yeah, he was the teacher. Oh uh, yeah, I think. I think he was the teacher in After People. I can't remember that at all. He was good in that too. 
It's just but he had a, he had a pretty minor role in that. Ryan's just a big Schwimmer fan. Schwim fan, huh? Wait, who is? You are. What now? <laughs> I, I now? I literally just... <laughs> I don't like him anything but friends. Yeah, you're a big fan. This is the most 90s cover ever. It is one of... It's one of the most nice. The font with the ba- with the red background. I'm telling you, movies in the nineties, oh, their covers are some of the best. Especially yeah. the comedies. Mm-hmm. The comedies all kind of had that. Then you have the giant pull quote there, wildly entertaining. Was it? Mir- was it Ryan? Was it wildly entertaining? No. Was it no? so entertaining? That at one point you were like, I don't know if I can handle this. This kind of seems out of control. It's a no, bit wild. No. Right. So it was Scene Magazine that quoted Wildly Entertaining. So that is what Brian. The, what the fuck is Scene Magazine? Scene Magazine? They, oh, First of all, I'm checking to see if they're, they're even still just, in I existence. Getting ready to do the same thing. But I think we just had here that Ryan is calling them a bunch of liars. Hmm. It's probably why they went out of business. I'll, I'll tween them right now, damn fucking liars. You had, did you say tween? Tween, if they show you this. What, what are they called? Scene Magazine. It looks like they do still exist. I mean, there's several scene magazines that I'm seeing here. I'm guessing that they're scenemag.com. Are they scene, S-C-E-N-E? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's the same one. However, I don't know if they exist in print form. Mm-hmm. Their website's a little sparse. Not a lot going on here. Well, it says past issues, so let's see. Yeah, it looks like the late, the last issue was June 2014. So I'm not sure that they're around anymore. Scene Magazine. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember, I never saw this, I don't, I don't think I saw this, but this is one that I feel like I've caught bits and pieces of on Comedy Central numerous times. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know why, man, like, like, this wasn't funny at all. Like, I didn't laugh out loud that one time. Yeah, but what about the carburetor? <laughs> What about that classic carburetor joke? That can, first of all, that confused me. And then, as it went on, it really irritated me. I wanted to fucking punch him in the face every day. I want to know what's up with the Schwimmer's hand there on the poster, kind of like touching. Like he just wants to touch her. That was, is it, which, which, uh. It's the one on IMDb. The wildly entertaining. Uh, who, who's he touching? Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, in the movie, when he's first hooking up with the uh, dead kid's mom, there's a scene where the only thing he can reveal is his hand and her hand. And he puts his hand on top of his. And then they start banging. <laughs> This looks like it was also at one point a considered a Miramax classic. Mm-hmm. It was part of the Miramax classics collection. <sighs> mm-hmm. 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 
Mm. I'm just not sure I see it as a classic. Mm. Even for Miramax. Classic pop shit. Classic pile of shit. Uh, all right, let's talk about Matt Reeves. Let's see what, what he's done in the past. Not a whole lot. The Paul Bear was his first feature film. Since then, he's done some TV stuff, including five episodes of Felicity. He did an episode of Homicide. He then did Cloverfield. That was a big Which one. A, that's such a weird, you know, to, from 1996, The Paul Bearer. Uh, 2008. Yeah, that was his next movie. Dude, it is kind of interesting. Do you see more? Do you see the producers of this man? No. Oh, wow. Was it producers. was J.J. Abrams a producer or something? Yeah. Oh. Wait, you J.J. Abrams was a producer on the Paul Bear. That's yes, he was. Yeah, he was. I, wasn't wasn't J.J. Abrams also involved with Felicity? Yeah, he was a creator. He was one of the creators of Felicity. Oh yeah, him and Matt Reeves created Felicity. Holy shit! So there we go. He he must have been boys with abrams when they they did paul bear and then they created felicity together oh my god and that led them to uh cloverfield watch out interesting and then he did it's all because of the paul bear i guess so that we have everything that we have now i mean let's let's go back one because he did he did future shock from 1994 he did a. He directed one of the segments of that. Apparently, that was some sort of. I don't know. If no, it was... I mean, because Paul Bear is like the third movie that J.J. Abrams produced back when he went as Jeffrey Abrams. Oh, upon Wikipedia, this also it also says the Paul Bear played a 1996 con film festival. Like it doesn't say anything about it. It just it says that it was there. Wait, well, you know, it's uh, it's cool that it played at a film festival. From from what I read, which was not a whole lot about this movie, it's it seems like it's more than just a romantic comedy. A lot of people on uh, Letterboxd hold it in pretty high regard. Uh. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't. I didn't see it, so I don't know. But anyway, after Cloverfield, he did Let Me In, which was the uh, the remake. To mm-hmm. let the right one in. Did you see that one, Kevin? Mm-mm. It's good. I don't know. I don't know if I can believe that coming from the guy that did the Paul Bear. You didn't see the Paul Bear, though. Maybe you'd love the Paul Bear. I don't know. I am a big fan of carburetor jokes. <laughs> Who isn't really? Uh, after Let Me In, he did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in 2014. Then he did War for the Planet of the Apes. That's the one coming up. Evidently, he's also. Attached to the Batman, the new Batman movie. Batman. The one with uh, Ben Affleck. I wouldn't say that for sure just yet until, because that that movie seems like it's kind of in flux. Yeah. So, what do you think about Matt Reeves, fan? No, man. No, God, no. God, no. You didn't like Cloverfield? Uh, I don't know if I saw the entire thing. Cloverfield's pretty good. I like Cloverfield. Is it the one that's videotaped? Yeah, it's found footage. And it's like about a monster that you don't see until the end. Um, no, well, you see it more clearly at the end, but there's there's other stuff going on. 
it's not just the one giant monster. There's like smaller ones too, and so there's it's not like the man else. You don't see it clearly until the very end. The man thing out. You you probably are. It was a pretty big movie when it came out, two thousand eight. It's on FX. Yeah, okay, yeah. I do parts of it because this was back when the found footage novelty was not completely worn into the ground. This was back when it was first starting to make a comeback or I guess not really a comeback, but first starting to really blow up. All right. Any final thoughts on the Paul bear before you give your drum roll? No. All right. All right, Ryan. What do you give the Paul bear? One. Oh, Oh, wow. That's a surprise. Like, for some reason, I thought with this one, it'd be like a three or a four or five, like kind of middle of the row. Dude, I I hate life while I was watching this. Wow. It never really came across when we were discussing it, but all right. So what do you think about War for the Planet of the Apes? I, I think it looks pretty crazy. The the technology, the whole face thing. The ape tech. Yeah, like the thing, they're real people, but they're in ape suits and they look, their faces look real. That blows my mind. Well, they're not in ape suits. It's all CG. It's all motion capture, but... Yeah, they have the green balls on their face. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I'll probably watch it just for that. Did you see the other ones? The other prequels? No. Shall I? Oh, probably. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't see this one yet. Uh, Blake saw it, and he loved it. And a lot of the buzz coming out around this movie is it's like the summer's best movie and like all of this stuff. It's the best one of all of them, and it's just incredible. Which is funny because I've seen a number of trailers for it and it's just not doing it for me like i i have no interest in this movie whatsoever i thought that the main ape he's up for or apparently gonna be up for Oscars. wow we'll see about that it's a little too early to be speculating about that that's what that's what i heard on tv they always say stuff like that where Motion capture cash. people should be nominated for big Fun. awards and stuff. And get its due. I mean, I think someday that's it. sure. Why not? I think, I think we could. It, I think it would happen if they had more people. Like at this point, you'd be like, and for best motion ah. capture performance, and the nominees are Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Oh. Yeah. That's it. I think Doug Jones does a lot of motion capture work too. Doug Jones from Hellboy, he does a lot of those. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that it should certainly you should be in the running, just like any other role. You should be in the running for it, but the the role still has to be good enough. Like your performance still has to be good enough. Yeah, it, they, I, I don't think that they should, should nominate they or give an award just to, let's be honest, Andy Circus because. You know, it's something new and different. And they said apparently it's a tear jerking performance. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I heard that it's, but all of the Planet of the Apes movies are really emotional. I mean, they're they're all pretty heavy movies. 
certainly this one it, each one that comes out is a little bit better on the uh cg than the last and i remember when i saw the last one in the theater i was just absolutely blown away by it it just it looks so real it's incredible and i'm sure that they this one looks like the scale is a lot bigger so i'm sure it's going to be impressive i'm going to go see it i just i don't know i don't really have any i'm not really excited for it like i'm not just kind of chomping at the bit to head to the cinema Kevin, I take it you have no interest in anything Planet of the Apes related? I don't know. I, I feel as though there's going to be a part, you know, it's a time when I when I sit down and watch all of these. The new ones or the old ones? The new ones. Yeah, I would recommend the new ones. Like, I think they're better. Like, I, I know that there's a lot of fans of the original series, but I just, I could never get into those. I thought I thought the new ones were actually pretty good, so... All right, any final thoughts, Ryan, on War for the Planet of the Apes or the Pallbearer? No. All right, that'll do it. Thank you so much for listening to 250 of these. Holy crap. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse. Consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. Say <laughs> hello,